you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's program, I want to talk about many topics, of course, including, well, there's been some rumors floating around online that maybe the SEC is going to change its scheduling model within the next few years. Well, I have some thoughts on what that might look like and what, and possibly some suggestions as well. Also, Amari Davis, a player from Wisconsin, Green Bay. Well, I guess it's just Green Bay now, isn't it? Everybody going with the shorter branding in college these days. But Amari Davis, a combo guard, now transferring to Missouri, should be eligible next season. And I have some thoughts on Mr. Davis But first, I do just want to talk about, well, some Missouri transfers and just the transfer portal in general. Since my last show on Friday, well, there's been some more transfer news. Parker Brown has been sort of widely discussed and speculated on. Yes, Brown is transferring from the team. You know, when your family gets online, they get on Twitter and they start openly recruiting coaches for your son, your nephew, whatever it might be. Well, that's a good chance. That's a good sign that, yeah, you're probably out the door of Mizzou Arena. So Parker, frankly, it was more of a surprise that he came back this season given sort of, again, his family's very outward yelling and criticism at Conzo Martin during the games. They were saying, oh, Parker's going to transfer, all this kind of stuff. Frankly, it's surprising it took this long. I was a little bit excited to see what Parker might do with more minutes next season, but you know what? Another scholarship is open for the Tigers, and as I said, I'll get to Amari Davis a little bit later, but certainly at least two or three more spots, at least one or two more guards, and I'd say they need another big man on this roster as well, and and who knows? There could be even more guys transferring from this roster. Now, speaking of transfers, Mark Smith entered the transfer portal as well, but I think we all knew that Mark was not going to come back this this season, at least to Missouri, but maybe somewhat surprisingly, he's heading out west to Manhattan to play with Bruce Weber and the Kansas State Wildcats, assuming Bruce still has a job, right? Am I correct in that? I know the last couple years have been a little bit rough out in the Little Apple, but Mark Smith choosing to continue his college career as a grad transfer. And I saw some people online reacting to this as if, oh no, this is a horrible sign for Conzo Martin. Now, this isn't a defense of Conzo Martin by any means. I just think sometimes the the anti-hey, fire him crowd just wants to glom on to anything that they can perceive as negative. I don't know. I, I, considering Mark Smith... His his performance last season and all the crap he frankly took and some of it fair from Missouri fans online and just in you know barroom discussions for sure. You can't brag on Mark Smith and then simultaneously act like oh my god him going to Kansas State that's some huge loss. Frankly, at this point, I think we know who Mark Smith is as a player. So. 
good luck to Mark, but let's not make more of this than what it is. And, you know, just for some context here, people, Missouri is far from the only school that is seeing a lot of transfers. In fact, there are now officially over 1,000 Division I men's basketball players in the transfer portal. And with 350-some-odd Division I teams off the top of my head, well, I'm just going to do some quick math here. That's about three transfers per team. So really, Missouri is right about at the national average, apparently, as far as transfers go. Now, two of those transfers, obviously, that I just mentioned, maybe not that big of a deal. Obviously, the Xavier Pinson one's a little bit different. That one does sting. I'll admit that. And I did want to see X come back next year, see what he could do as a senior, and frankly, just see him have that that Mizzou Senior Day experience. That's just me being being selfish as a fan, though, quite honestly. But again, as a fan, it's going to be hard if, if Xavier Pinson goes to Auburn, for instance, and plays against Missouri. That's going to be a hard thing to watch. Because while I want to root for X as a human being, well... As a player, I think I might be done rooting for him. And I will say, considering that Conzo Martin and Xavier Pinson maybe had a a bit of a tense relationship, a, a relationship that had some conflict in it, let's put it that way, well, it would certainly be interesting to see Xavier Pinson transfer away from what everybody acknowledges is one of the cleanest college basketball coaches just in terms of following all the rules in terms of recruiting and all that stuff, versus, well, Bruce Pearl, who is on, I think we can all agree, the other end of that spectrum. Certainly that would be an interesting choice by Xavier Pinson, and maybe it would show, it would be give some fuel to all the people who like to say that, hey, it's time for Mizzou to cheat more. The problem is, Missouri always tends to get caught, don't they? Unlike schools like Kansas and North Carolina. And of course, I want to get to Amari Davis, the latest addition to the Missouri basketball roster. And I do want to give my thoughts and possibly suggestions on what the SEC should do with football scheduling moving forward to just create more opportunities for Missouri, for instance, to play these other West teams more than once every six or seven years. That would certainly be nice. But you know what? Quickly, I want to hit rockauto.com, which is one of the really true pioneers in, frankly, selling things over the internet. This family business has been around for more than 20 years. And the great thing about this company is their prices are always the lowest you can possibly find. Their website is really easy to navigate. You don't even need to sign up for an account. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, well, it certainly is a lot easier to just go online as opposed to just perusing the aisles of some big storefront auto parts dealership. Yeah, we don't need any of that crap because we have rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host, Peter Bukowski, 
updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, with five freshmen coming in on the basketball team next year, plus Kobe Brown and, well, Javon Pickett and possibly Torrance Watson, who knows? I'll assume Torrance is coming back, but other than that, you're not looking at a whole lot of experience or depth anywhere else on this basketball team. So we better Frank hate the living hell out of next year's roster. And what I mean by that, of course, is to hit the transfer portal hard. I think Amari Davis is just the beginning. And well, what do we think about Amari Davis? Well, first of all, I've heard, I've seen some people actually compare him to Xavier Pinson. Now, in terms of their games, I, I couldn't really find a whole lot of similarities there, to be honest with you. Now, in terms of their body type, yes, they are similar. Amari Davis, about 6'3", 170, pretty lanky young man, but you know what? He doesn't have Xavier Pinson's first step by any stretch of the imagination. He also doesn't fall in love with the three-pointer like Xavier Pinson tended to do down the stretch of this season. In fact, he doesn't shoot the three all that much, and probably for good reason. He's about a 28% three-point shooter last season, his sophomore year, by the way. He was the freshman of the year, actually, in the Horizon League for Green Bay. But Davis is a left-hander, much more of a, hey, I'm gonna a good ball handler, but not really I'm going to blow by you type guy necessarily like Pinson is as far as a playmaker, but a really good pull-up jump shooter. He's kind of an old-school type, you know, where he's going to get to his spots and pull up with that left hand and take a bunch of mid-range jump shots and hit him at a pretty, uh, a pretty efficient clip, at least in the Horizon League. Now, that's the question, right? What happens when Amari Davis levels up? And if you look in deeply into his numbers early in this season, Green Bay played Wisconsin. And against the Badgers and against some other high major teams, Davis didn't exactly have his best outings. Now, what do you, what do you make of that? It's the old chicken versus the egg argument on some level, right? Did he struggle because the competition leveled up? Because, well, frankly, you're seeing a lot more length on the Wisconsin Badgers than you do in the Horizon League? Because the concern here to me is Amari Davis, while a good mid-range shooter, you would see him be a strong finisher at the rim a lot of times too, but you just wonder if in the Southeastern Conference, since he's definitely a a below-the-rim type player, he's not an explosive athlete, well... You wonder if those shots at the rim aren't converted in in an efficient clip. Let's put it that way. You wonder if he's getting his shot blocked a lot more in the SEC than he is in the Horizon League. But again, on the other side of that argument, maybe life is actually easier for somebody like Davis playing with presumably better teammates. Now, how good Missouri actually is next season, who his teammates are going to be, Well, a lot of that totally is up in the air and remains to be seen, but Davis, obviously the first piece in what's sure to be looking like maybe a Frank Haith-like roster, like say that 2013 Tiger team that started off really hot, but eventually skidded off the road, much like Zach Price ramming Ernest Ross's car off the road. By the way, that was kind of a quaint story in retrospect, right? 
night, good, silly, kooky details from the Missouri basketball team. You know, the Ricky Clemens, that whole thing. It's never going to be beaten as far as all the weird details from that, from the ATV at Elson Floyd's house to Roots to Delta, 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 all that stuff. But you know what? Zach Price and Ernest Ross, you gave it a good try. I'll give you that. I could go for another weird Missouri story at some point that's frankly a little bit more harmless. How about that? But you know what? That's enough speculation about the 21-22 basketball team for now. Let's transition into football and talk about how the SEC might be just learning something from its basketball scheduling. How it might change it up a little bit moving forward. Well, I have some thoughts, but first I got to tell you about betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, NCAA tournament, hockey, it's all in full swing. Well, BetOnline has you covered with all these odds and more, including Entertainment-based stuff like award season, reality TV, it's all there at betonline.ag, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So when you get your free account and you fund it for the first time, here's the best part. Use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And folks, oh, can you feel it? Can you feel that excitement in the air? Well, it's because we're down to the final four of Built Bar Madness. Yes, we're not quite down to the final four of March Madness, but at Built Bar Madness, we've got the first final four matchup. It's Cookies and Cream versus Cookie dough chunk. Yes, you people like your cookies out there in the Twitterverse and in and in online at builtbar.com. And of course, if you want to vote on Twitter, you can check them out at bar underscore built. But I tell you, got to tell you once again, the Built Bar is the best pr- tasting protein bar on the market. It's low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, And here's the best part. It's 100% chocolate. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who advances to the title game. And our Locked On College Basketball experts are recapping each weekend of March Madness on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch live on Monday nights at Locked On Live. If you miss this weekend's recap, follow Locked On SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, or Big 12 today and check out the feed. Now, when it comes to football scheduling, we now have, what, seven, eight years, maybe nine years. I'm, I'm, I'm failing at math right now. Let's see, 2012 to 2020, yes, that'd be nine seasons of experience with this 14-team SEC football reality. And the reality is, well, if you're Missouri and you've been in the league for this long, you barely have any feelings whatsoever 
for LSU football. It's all out there. Just for instance, other than this past year until Missouri took them down, what what were you going to say about LSU? It's like, oh yeah, remember that one time where they beat our butts down in Baton Rouge in 2016? Boy, that was really exciting. Unlike with the Tennessee Volunteers, for instance, where the Tigers really have built some actual history with that club because they play them year after year after year. Now, obviously, you can't play every team every season. There's never going to be a world where Missouri's playing 13 SEC games. But I think what basketball has taught us is that, well, hey, let's have maybe three main rivals and then rotate everything else. In other words, the Tigers, for instance, play Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M every season twice a year. And then everybody else just kind of rotates in and out as far as who who do the Tigers play twice, who do they play once, that kind of deal. Well, I think football can actually look at that model, and that that does sound somewhat like what is being rumored right now around the league. Now, what I would... The question then becomes, well, how many permanent opponents does each team have? Now, if you take the newbie teams, the four newbie teams, of course, Missouri, Texas A&M, but I'll also throw Arkansas and South Carolina in there. I'm not sure that any of those four teams have a rival in this league that is an absolute must. But let's look at the, the old school SEC teams. The big dog, first of all, Alabama. Well, we know that Alabama has to play Auburn every season, right? The Iron Bowl has to happen every single season. And just from a national excitement perspective, I think we'd all like to see Alabama and LSU every single year. Now, this past season excluded, a lot of weird things were happening down in Baton Rouge this past year, right? But other than that, the Alabama and LSU game has been the national game in college football for basically a decade. Obviously, if you're the Southeastern Conference, you want to keep that going. Now, for me, I could stop right there. Now, if you're a Tennessee fan or you're a Tennessee in that athletic department, maybe you're saying, no, we need to keep our rivalry with Alabama going every single year as well. Well, if that's really how you feel about it, fine. So I think at most, I think every team in this league needs at most two or three of those quote-unquote permanent rivalries, if you want to call it that. Let's just call them permanent opponents, the teams that you play every single year. And just to take another team, for instance, take the Florida Gators. Obviously, you want Florida and Georgia to play every single year in the cocktail party down in Jacksonville. And maybe Florida would want to play LSU and Auburn every single season. But again, beyond that, what actual rivalry would Florida just be like, no, we couldn't possibly live without that. So I think, you know, two permanent opponents, three permanent opponents at most is really all that's necessary in this league. So then you'd get to rotate five or six opponents as opposed to just one every single year. I think you just would wind up with a much more interesting and diverse schedule, not only for your season ticket holders and the people who like to travel to away games as well, but also your television partners. I think it's the best of both worlds. I really do. Because again, you keep those traditional rivalries alive. You keep those appointment television annual games like Alabama and LSU alive. But otherwise, 
frankly, does anybody really care if Missouri and South Carolina play every season? Don't get me wrong, if that ended up being one of Missouri's two or three permanent opponents, I'd be fine with it, but that isn't the end of the world to me. I think you would find history with any of those teams at some point or another, but if you were to make me pick two or three, well, I'd go with Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky probably, the teams that Missouri usually is battling it out with in the East and throw in Arkansas as well, just because of the amount of times we've played them and the geography as well. So those would be the four I would consider for Missouri's permanent opponent. And yeah, obviously I don't necessarily want Auburn or Alabama or Georgia to be Missouri's permanent opponent. So I am talking my book a little bit there, as we like to say in the stock game. But obviously, that's just my idea for SEC football scheduling. And, well, I'm sure the league office has their own thoughts and opinions. And I would certainly like to hear your thoughts and opinions on what the Southeastern Conference should do with scheduling. Should they change stuff or should they just keep it how it is? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, you tell me. So, without further ado, I'm going to get on out of here and just say I'm John Miller and this has been... Locked on Mizzou.